Happy Thursday. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos. I'm Julie and he's Corey. And on Defeat, Defeat the Chaos is a show where we talk about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur. If you're looking for direction on how to be more successful, then this is the show for you. Today's show, we have Rocco Coza. Rocco is a business and entertainment attorney. He's a public speaker, an investor, and an entrepreneur. He's our personal attorney, and he is absolutely amazing. And Rocco's going to be our, Rocco was our guest on BizQuick season one, episode 20. But before we bring in Rocco, we're going to talk about the mistakes that we made when starting SB Pace and the mistakes that Corey's making right now as he starts that restaurant. So let's let's talk mistakes in general. Let's do it. Season one, episode 20. That seems like such a long time it ago. It was because we're on like season three, episode like 700. <laughs> no, no, but it's, yeah. I mean, we're, we're pushing to episode 200 on the podcast there on BizQuick. And it's crazy. It is crazy, but. How are um, you doing, Corey? I'm doing well, just, you know, normal normal uh level of stress and well yeah i've been worried about you you want to know why why is that i don't want to save this until the news story because we're going to talk about the restaurant a little bit here did you know that after the clocks move forward and you lose that hour of sleep people who are under heavy stress are 24 times more likely to have a heart attack yes yeah so i've been i've been watching out for you i'm well aware of that i've got about two years left on my life before (laughs) that massive heart attack and my chest explodes i don't well good news for you they're going to stop daylight savings so you can reduce that well maybe but we'll see (laughs) um the uh yeah well and a funny funny fact for everybody out there um Mm -hmm. and this is going to be more for the fall but daylight savings in general just a dumb concept an outdated concept these days uh but the um the most like the most common day to get in a car crash mm-hmm. is the Monday after daylight savings ends because everybody's out there. They're used to driving in like daylight for the past however many months. And then all of a sudden it's dark when they leave work at 5 p.m. And for whatever reason that throws people off. And that's like the most car crashes annually occur on the day, the Monday after daylight savings ends. They actually did a big study on this in 19, like early 70s. They thought about getting rid of daylight savings, right? And they um, did a big study on it and they thought they were going to find lots of car accidents after the clocks changed, but in the morning, but figured it would balance out because there'd be less in the evening. What they actually found was, and this is, I mean, God, we need sad trombone here, Corey. They actually found that more kids got hit by cars because they were walking in the dark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks for the cue there, Julie. <laughs> so, um, but they don't. There's not as many kids walking around anymore. You know, everybody's at home playing their video games. Now, yeah, exactly. So. so, anyway, let's let's talk about you. How mistakes are you? were made, Julie. I know we made mistakes too at SB Pace. Sure, we did. Um, not but, as big as the ones you're. No, just kidding. Well, well, no, they are some pretty big mistakes. They're very costly mistakes, and. This ties in well with the conversation that we're going to have with Rocco when it comes to the concept of just creating contracts and agreements and all of that legal stuff that you need between partners, between you and vendors, just making sure that you're covered, even with the people who you trust the most, because people can take advantage of that or what you think is is going to be a great awesome, fun relationship turns into, you know, it sours maybe. And, and that's one of the issues that I'm running into right now with the restaurant is that my, 
it's really convoluted how everything kind of came together because financing a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic is impossible. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get really creative when it came to finding money. And so my, one of my business partners is also the general contractor for the restaurant. And because he's financially invested in the business, I assumed that I didn't, I made the, the incorrect assumption that we didn't really need to sign a contract for him delivering work. We didn't define roles. We didn't do any of that. I just thought, oh, this guy has put a, sunk a decent amount of money. He's on the hook for a lot of money in this business. He's going to do everything he can to hit certain dates. And it has just been a shit show. And especially recently, there's just a lot of stuff that's been going on. And I have no recourse because nothing was signed ahead of time. It was just a handshake and let's just get it done. So you made the assumption that he was going to put the restaurant as the top priority when in fact it sounds like maybe the other business is the top priority. Yes. Mm. He, he, he does not understand. He doesn't understand restaurants in general. And mm. as much as he likes to say that, Oh, well, we, you know, yeah, but aren't restaurants they, super easy to open? I just heard the other day that yes, they're, they're really easy. I, yeah. I would have done one in my sleep last night, but uh, you know, you needed a good, you need a solid eight. I needed a solid eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be nice. But uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, it's just little things where as the restaurant expert in the room, mm -hmm. I'm telling him certain things have to happen because of health code, because of uh, just functionality in the restaurant, all of these little things. And it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not that big a deal or we'll just, we'll fix it after the fact. And it's like, well, no, like the greatest, the greatest thing that happened to me was last week, the, for months, for months, I've been telling everybody that you need uh, a, an indirect drain for all of your plumbing needs to go into an indirect drain, meaning that it's not directly plumbed into the sewage. There is literally a gap between your sink, the drain that comes out of your mm -hmm. sink and the drain that goes into the sewage line. There needs to be a literal gap. Like you can need to put, be able to put your hand in between that. And they're like, well, no, you don't have to do that. I'm like, nope, that's code. You have to do that. And then the plumbing inspector came in and said, yeah, where are all your air gaps? I'm like, thank you. Fucking thank you. Like I've been saying this for months, but it takes an inspector to come in and say, where are your air gaps? They're like, well, we didn't know you. I've been telling you, you need air gaps in these. So it's little things like that. And it's a matter of inches too, where we installed our ice bin yesterday for our ice machine and it didn't fit because they built the wall out. We were counting on this extra two, two and a half inches that they just, they built the wall. They're like, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're going to build the wall. Yes. Now we can't open the, the bin to get the ice out. Little things like that. And it's just frustrating and it's just pushing everything behind. And now it's costing the restaurant money, even more money, because every day that we're not open, that's a day of revenue we're not making. Like we were supposed to have our certificate of occupancy on Tuesday. It is now Thursday and they have no idea when that's going to come through. Yeah, I, man. But it, the thing is, I can't, I can't, there's no recourse for me. I can't, I can't punish him. Like normally in a, in a situation like this, you would have, um, you'd have an operating agreement. Well, well, no, you would have a contract with your vendor and there would yeah. be penalties. I'm going to deliver by this date. And if I don't X, Y, and Z will happen. I can't do anything. Wow. Uh, that <laughs> it sucks. I am, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words just simply because, um, I know, you know, on the SBP side, we always 
we, we, we tell people all the time, you got to have contracts, you got to get it in writing, get, you know, protect yourself. And so really, I just want to like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, why did he do it? And I don't, but I don't want to say that to you, but I want to say that to you. <laughs> it just, it would, it would it have soured the relationship early on if you had asked for a contract? No, you just it, didn't think it was needed. I didn't think it was needed because it's, I mean, this like, I'm not going to, we, we have an operating agreement for our business, but I'm not going to have you sign a contract for every little thing. I mean, granted, this was a huge project and it was a different part of the business, but yeah. uh, for instance, Certivium, our other business that we have for social media management, <laughs> et cetera, Stacy, uh, who is the main, the main driver behind that, that business. I don't, I don't, I, I'm offended by that comment, but what she does the, the heavy lifting for the business, right? Well, I get the business and then she delivers on the business. She, I don't. You're minimizing the work I do, Corey. Okay. I'm not involved in that business very much. Okay. I'm just, I'm just the the dance monkey and the technical guy in the back end, but we don't have an operating agreement that Certivian is managing Cabo Fish Tacos uh, social media. And yeah, I will. I, I think yeah, there's so, a little bit different, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. It's not, it's not. But I think that the reason I feel like, I guess it's the same thing, right? Like I, and maybe it's because, you know, we've known each other longer. And so, you know, instinctively, you know, I'm not ever going to screw you over and never know. <laughs> and you know that, you know, Stacy is Stacy's literally my sister-in-law. She's married to my youngest brother. And so that, you know, I just, I guess there's just a lot of trust there and I guess it is the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And, it is. And again, I, I would feel more, I obviously feel more comfortable about this for many reasons. It's not, um, there isn't a significant sum of money on the line here. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are different, but realistically, me as the customer, I should have some sort of contract in place with me as the business owner. <laughs> like, yeah, we should probably put something in place just to. Um, let's we, let's we have not- let's have Rocco paper something for us. <laughs> I yes, look at you getting with like all your your terms. Let's have Rocco paper something for us. Yeah, I'm sure that um, Rocco would be shaking his fist at us right now yes. over this conversation. So, all right. So you're, so is there, do you have, is, how do you rectify it? Is there anything, you, nothing? You're just, you lesson learned for next restaurant. Pretty much. I mean, as much as I can, like he's not going to get, if, if there's another opportunity for another restaurant and there will be, if there's any way that I can cut him out of that deal, I'm going to cut him out of that deal. Like I don't have, he doesn't have to be included in anything that I do in the future. This is a one and done type of situation. Right. Um, and once we get rolling and he starts seeing how well the restaurant's doing and the potential for money, he's going to want to be involved and be like, too bad, buddy. Right. So not sure if this is a conversation that you want to have, but I'm going to ask. And if you don't want to have it, just say, nope, don't, don't ask that question. Um, how's Gary feel about the situation? Oh, he's not happy about it either. Yeah. So Gary is your other business partner. Yes. And the He's basically the creator of Cabo Fish Taco. Yeah, so the, there's three owners of the original uh, restaurant and three owners of the brand, but he and his partners are also partners in this business. It's really complicated because, you know, again, I didn't have a million dollars just sitting in a bank account to open up a restaurant, so I had to get creative in terms of financing. Um, so that's 
but yeah, he's not happy about it, but uh, there's nothing that we can do other than try and have a civilized conversation mm-hmm. and get, and just negotiate as much as we can. And well, every- I hate that you're going through that. Well, whatever. It's my fault. I, <laughs> that was me projecting empathy to you. I don't care. Okay. Next, next topic. <laughs> All right. So, you know, entrepreneurs make a lot of mistakes when they're starting their business. That is correct. <laughs> they really do. What are some of the big ones that we made? I th- Well, you know, the biggest one wasn't a legal one as much as it was just stupid for, for us um, thinking that if we opened the doors, all we would just have magic, magically customers would be there. Clients would want to work with us. And it took us almost nine months to realize we needed somebody focusing on sales. Yeah. That's embarrassing to admit now. It it is, but that's a common mistake. And I'm going to say it in a way that I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but bear with me. Sure. The most business owners, new business owners, entrepreneurs, they think too highly of themselves. They think that I've got this great service or product and you likely do. But nobody knows that they need it or nobody knows that they want it. Nobody knows that you really exist. And the people that you think you can count on aren't really going to be your advocates that uh, that you think that they're going to be. So, yes, that we had a huge miss there because we we had a network, but we were talking to the wrong people. We were. And we were kind of expecting that people were going to promote for us, which we probably never made that ask and B. We had no right to expect that of anybody. Exactly. So, yeah. so that, that was totally on us thinking that our service was just going to be people were going to not literally knock down the door. I need this right now when eh, we, we had, there's a little convincing that needed to happen there. Well, and, and also I think in the beginning we were fairly confused over what, what we were doing, right? Like we started thinking we were going to, you know, be helping small business owners pivot and turns out nobody really needed that, but we ended up doing the, you know, um, helping people launch businesses, which I don't think we really expected that to be something that was going on. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have our services nailed down when we, we started very fast. We were, we're, we are the classic model and you, I know you try very hard to back me out of this very hard, but we are the classic model of like move quickly, fail fast, and then just correct from there. That's what we do a lot of. And I think we're really good in that zone, but I also think you're really uncomfortable in that. You hate that. You're like, can we just think this through a little bit? Yes. Because you're thinking for efficiency's sake. And I'm thinking, you're thinking, so we don't have to do rework. We don't, you know, and I'm thinking let's move quickly and then we'll figure it out as we go. Sure. And in the summer of 2020, when we didn't have any clients and we had nothing but time on our hands, that was a great strategy. Let's try this. It didn't work up next. Let's try this up next. Let's keep going. Um, so like the, the, we had that luxury of time and, but now, especially now, uh, and, and over the past year, we've gotten significant, significantly busier. And you're like, let's try this. And I'm like, we don't, we don't have the time to get, like to, to learn from our mistakes. Let's think it through and see if this is even a good idea. I know. I hate it when you do that to me, yeah. but I also love it. So that's what, that's what makes us a good team, Corey. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're the, you're the, you're the, you're the brains. 
Sure. You're the rule maker. I'm the rule breaker. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the control freak in me. I'm, I'm admittedly, I, I love to be in control of that's the situation. So funny. You call it a control freak. I call it a bully. Same thing. Uh, potato, 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 potato. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the, I like to, I don't like surprises. And not even on your birthday. Not even on my birthday. Oh, um, wow. And that's, that's the thing is that being able to, like they're like knowing that there's things that you can't control, mm-hmm. but being aware of the things that you can't control in a way is controlling them that, okay, I don't know what's going to happen today when I walk into that restaurant, but I know that I've got somebody there I can trust who is going to keep things in line for the next hour or so mm-hmm. until I can get there. I know that like certain things are just going to happen and I'm going to have to deal with it after the fact, but I'm okay with that because I already know that that's coming. I, I feel like it would have been so much better if you would have said, I don't know what it's going to happen when I walk in the door today, but I know I'm going to take my heart medication with me so that I can protect myself. No, I'm just taking that my vital C. What's up, Chris Burris? <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. Um, okay, so after the break coming up, we've got Rocco Coza, and we are going to be talking about mistakes that businesses make and Maybe we'll ask Rocco's opinion on what appears to be a giant mistake that you made. The one we just talked about. I'm sure Rocco, I would kind of like to hear Rocco lecture you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I would get some pleasure out of that, Corey. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. 
It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. everybody welcome back to defeat the chaos we've got Rocco Coza on of Coza Law he's out of Pittsburgh Pennsylvania one of us here loves the Pittsburgh area for particular reasons but um I love Pittsburgh sure sure um you know I don't know how excited I am about Mitchell Trubisky getting uh starting role but we're not going to talk about that today we're going to talk about law how you doing today Rocco I'm doing well how are you guys Doing well. We're great. Awesome. I, listen, I'm going right there. Corey told us a little bit of a story on the front end. Um, I'm going to have him just highlight his way through it because I really want you to tell him where he went wrong. Let's yeah. do it. Well, I know exactly where I went wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, just very high level bullet points, opening up a restaurant. One of the investors, one of my partners in the restaurant also happens to be my general contractor. And because he was invested in the restaurant, I made the wild assumption that he was going to have the restaurant's best interest in mind when it came to um, managing the project. And he has not done that. Right. Um, but the unfortunate thing is we never signed a contract. We never had any kind of agreement uh, when it came to him managing the project. So now that we're months behind schedule and way over budget, there's nothing that I can really do to hold him yeah. accountable. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you already said what your biggest mistake was not having a contract in place. And it's, and it's funny, this situation that you're in is probably more common than you think. You know, we do a lot of work with real estate developers and uh, companies that maybe do restaurant development or retail development. And a lot of times there is a partner that owns a construction company that says, hey, I will do all the work. I'm an investor in this. I'm a partner in this. I'll do the work. Again, never sign a contract, delays happen, cost overruns. You know, the biggest thing you could have done differently, obviously, is just have, you know, and it's protecting everybody, right? It's protecting both of you. It's making sure the restaurant opens on time, under budget or within budget. That by far is one of the biggest mistakes businesses make, at least a lot of the businesses we deal with. You know, we kind of deal with the whole gamut from startups to, to large Fortune 100 companies. But talking more to the small businesses, that's the biggest mistake. They make not signing the right type of agreements or an agreement at all. And that sounds like what happened here. You know, you went under a, an assumption of trust. You know, this is a partner in, in this business, which you would think, and, and, and rightfully so, that he does have the best interests of the restaurant in mind. However, he also has a construction company he's running. So there's conflicting interests. That's why that contract is even more important because I'm assuming he had the construction company way before the restaurant, correct? Correct. Yeah. So obviously that's, that's his first child, which, you know, everybody has a different love for their first child than their second child. 
you know, maybe the same level of love, but a different type. He's, he's got to protect that thing before he protects the restaurant. The restaurant's still incubating. It's not, it's not developed yet. He actually has a business that is running and operating. So in those situations, I typically see those people. Yeah. You want to believe they have the best interest of the new venture in mind, but they're already running a venture that that is what they have in mind first. That makes sense. It does. And I want to just let you know a little, uh, Throw a curveball in there, a little surprise. Okay. There's a third child. <laughs> <laughs> um, Same parents? Uh, it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's getting confusing. But he's also a partner um, in the building that we're in. So he's a partner in the business. He's the general contractor. And he's also my landlord. Okay. So... And there's, there's agreements, there's lease agreements, there's operating, sure. like everything is covered except for that one thing with him delivering on the project. And, and let me ask this, why wasn't that put in place? Was that just, was that his, you know, hey, we don't need a contract or is that just an oversight? An oversight, nobody brought it okay. up. Okay, okay. And, and unfortunately that's what happens, right? How, have you talked about how to resolve this with him? Uh, we have, but right now, like we are, we're just scrambling to try and get the job done. Yeah. And then we're going to hash it all out after the fact. So we've talked <laughs> about penalties. We've talked about who's going to pay for what, who's like, we've talked about those things, but right now, like, like he, he's, he's interesting person to deal with. So sure. Having those conversations right now are just, they're just not happening. Getting them on the phone sometimes is just not happening. Can I ask a question? Yes. Rocco, would it be better for getting moving forward if they had the conversation now versus waiting, or does it make sense for him to wait? You mean the conversation, meaning what the penalties and everything, what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, that you read my mind. That should be a discussion you have now and put on paper now because you don't want to go under the assumption that, hey, we're just trying to finish. We'll deal with all this after the fact because you won't deal with it after the fact. It's just going to be the job's done. And, and you know, if he's a construction company, he's not going to agree. I, I mean, again, I don't know the individual personally, but in most situations, once the job's done, you're they're going to have a, a big reluctancy to agree to, hey, let me pay some penalties back. I feel bad. Well, the only, the, the, I do have one, one trump card. So okay. And that's, I'm in control of the bank account. So he doesn't get paid until I decide to cut him a check. Okay, then that's that's a good thing. So you can definitely use that as leverage. But I still think that should be something put on paper, right? Yeah. You don't want to get into a situation where you start litigating over an issue that could be resolved you know, pretty amicably if you just come together and say, let's just get this in writing before we finish this so we know what's going to happen. Once this is done, here's what we've agreed to so we can just move on and operate and run the restaurant because that's the really end goal. Sure. Yeah, sure. that's. I would recommend doing that sooner rather than later. All right. Well, enough about me. <laughs> let's talk. I don't know. Let's put Julie on the hot seat now. Okay. No, there's no reason to put Julie on the yeah, hot seat. No. Let's actually talk. Let's dig more into um, the mistakes that all businesses make because that was kind of that was the topic yeah. we were going for, and I feel like we just talked about. One of them, which is that, you know, not planning for things going wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, th th that is honestly, if I had to say, 
what is the biggest mistake? So you know, I, I kind of gave you three, right? He's not planning for things going wrong, you know, being penny wise and pound foolish. And then the way you treat employees versus independent contractors. But honestly, if I was going to say there was one major problem that most businesses face, it's the not planning for things going wrong. Because look, when you're starting a business with someone, right, you're in the honeymoon phase. Everybody's happy. You're excited. You're jazzed up. You want to run this successful business. You have these grandiose ideas and you want to be very successful. No one's thinking about things going wrong. However, in 90% of cases, something always goes wrong. So when we kind of advise our clients, we sit down and say, hey, let's plan for, you know, the D's we call them, you know, death, disability, divorce, disagreement. Let's plan for all those things. If someone's coming to us to form like an LLC or a corporation or a partnership, that's the first discussion we have. Like what's going to happen in these situations and how do we plan for those? And some people, you know, they, they may have different viewpoints, but we try and get to a common resolution because what happens if you don't plan for those things? And then one of those things happened, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars in court dealing with that. When it could be an hour conversation up front to agree to everything. So that's, that's the biggest mistake because we deal with a lot of, actually recently, probably the past two months, I can't tell you how many disputes we're handling for clients because they came to us after the fact, they don't have these agreements in place. Now the partners are in disagreement, one wants out and we're negotiating buyouts. You know, we, we've been doing one right now that's been, it's, it's taken almost nine months Jeez. and a lot of time and money because they, they have a, a sort of agreement, but there was other things that weren't put in place and it's given the one guy leverage. So it's any business out there, if you're listening and you're thinking about starting or getting into partnership with someone, sit down with someone, a business lawyer to kind of walk you through the what ifs, because if you plan for them now, it makes things a lot easier when something goes wrong and nine out of 10 times, something will go wrong. That's the biggest mistake people make. I'm assuming you, the businesses you work with, you've seen that a lot, I'm assuming. Yes, we definitely have. And the, the, the one number that just stuck out there where you said it was going on for nine months in my mind, yeah. thinking nine months of legal fees. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, you know, for you, obviously, uh, it's not that you're cheering for that type of stuff, but that's how you make your money, obviously. That's how you make your living. Um, but the, the one thing that you just said and that, that we try and tell everybody is you get that, you pay a little bit up front to say yes. the, and it's, I don't know, I guess it's kind of a, an insurance policy. You're, it doesn't like, just because you're starting a business doesn't mean it's going to end poorly, but it right. could. So yeah, you're, what you said is exactly right. It's an insurance policy. And that's what I tell people, look, I don't like when we have to litigate, right? The only people that win are the lawyers. And when I work with clients, it's about the relationship. It's not about money or financial gain. I don't want to see them spend that money. I hate having to bill them for that stuff. When it, if it was just, they spent, and you see this a lot of times happen when either people don't want to go to a lawyer in the beginning because they think we're expensive, which, you know, you, you get what you pay for. You pay for value. Or they go to one of these self-help websites and do it themselves. And those agreements they get are just, they're not good. And they, they leave a lot of gaps. And I always tell people, you spend a couple hundred bucks more, yeah. it's going to give you that peace of mind, that security, that insurance. And, and, and again, this kind of comes leads into that second point, penny wise and pound foolish. I tell a lot of clients, if you're not willing to invest, I mean, setting up an entity is usually you know, a thousand bucks or less. If you're not willing to invest that in the foundation of your business, you're not ready to do business. 
right. because that's that's something you know I, I always use in the, the analogy of building a house right if i'm building my house i'm not going to try and put the foundation in myself i'm the least handy person in the planet i hate i hate painting let alone building a foundation but there are certain things within your house you can do you can paint your walls yourself and i'll tell clients there are certain things they can do themselves but the foundation makes sure it's done right and it's in and, and people have this assumption that lawyers are very expensive and i always tell people it, you're, you're paying for value Right. Another mistake they make is just going to any lawyer, right? The family lawyer, the friend that does personal injury law to set up their entity or to help them with their business disputes or their business contracts. Again, another huge mistake because I, I tell people for some reason, I don't know if the two of you have ever heard people talk like this. You know, people understand the distinctions between different types of doctors, right? Cardiologists, orthopedic surgeons, family practice doctors. For some reason, lawyers, they just think if you're a lawyer, you can do everything. And that's not the case. And I always tell people, we are the cardiologists for business. You know, don't go to the general practitioner to get your heart fixed. You go to a cardiologist. You know, don't go to the general lawyer that does a little bit of everything to build your business because they're going to miss a lot of stuff, stuff that we deal with every day. And I've been doing this 20 years. So those are, you know, some big mistakes that businesses make. Well, and not only that, if you go to the family friend or a sibling or whomever that you have a personal relationship with sure. to, to do that work and then something goes wrong, you're just going to sour that relationship. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's a really good point. And I've seen that happen, right? And it's, and I, I would never, you know, I would never talk negatively towards any other professional. That's just not who I am. And, you know, I believe everybody has a different way of doing things, but there've been many times where people have come in with a document that they said, Hey, you know, my cousin, that's a lawyer, put this together, or my dad's lawyer put this together. And I think to myself, my eight-year-old daughter could have done a better job. I would never, <laughs> I would, I would never say that, but it's, they're getting a disservice because the business changes so rapidly and, you know, we deal with so many different industries and so many types of clients. We know the nuances. We understand the things that are possibly going to happen and we can anticipate those things. That's why, you know, I, you, know you, you work with someone that's skilled in what you're trying to do, not just anybody. Yeah. And that's a big thing that businesses have to understand. Yeah. That's one of the um, things, you know, when we are working with clients and mm -hmm. we, um, refer them over to you, right? Yeah. What makes it really easy for us to make that referral is, and, and where they will always like pick up the phone and make that phone call to you is because mm -hmm. we explain to them, he's never going to be the guy who is going to try and sell you on something you don't need. He's going <laughs> to tell you everything you can do yourself Yes. versus the stuff that you really need an attorney for. Like he's not, he's the most ethical attorney we've ever encountered easily. Well, I so, appreciate that. It's just, you know, it's, it's a really refreshing um, way to approach the, the law and a refreshing way to work with entrepreneurs because they are concerned about the, the money piece of it. But, you know, that, that having things set up from the beginning is, it's critical. And I used to always say, you know, there's that saying that people reveal their true characters during death and divorce. Yeah. I've, I've now added to that. People reveal their true characters during death, divorce, and stressful business partnerships. <laughs> <laughs> and a thousand percent accurate. Yeah. And I, I think, 
you know, you're, you were so like dead on when you said when things start and, you know, it's that honeymoon phase, everyone mm-hmm. is just, they think it's going to stay like that forever. And I mean, Corey and I can attest like the, you know, the, when you start to like have a struggle financially in the business and you're yeah. like trying to figure out like, okay, how are we going to pay the bills or how are we going to pay ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like things start to get a little tense between partners and you're yeah. like, okay, you got to remember we're in this together. Like this, is, we're in this together, but it, it he's over there nodding his, uh, shaking, shaking his head. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> You're a maroon. <laughs> but it's funny you say that though, because even on the, on the opposite side of that, when things are going really well, you start seeing problems. Where are we going to spend our money? How can we spend our money? You may have one partner that is more fiscally conservative than the other partner. So those are things you need to plan for too, right? Hey, when we become really successful and we're, you know, we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in profits, are we taking distributions or not? Are we going to reinvest in the company? Those are things people don't even think about. I can't wait to have those problems, Rocco. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, is, that is the goal for us to help all of our clients have those problems and solve those problems ahead of time. That's, and, and to your point, like about being ethical, like that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur myself, right? I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I understand the struggles. That's why we operate the way we do. It's about like providing the best value to our clients to build a long-term relationship. There are many things I tell clients, do not pay us to do that. That is a waste of your money. We're happy to do it if you just wanted, want us to want to pay us because you just don't want to deal with it. But I'm telling you right now, it is a waste of your money. And that's, and that's just how we operate. And, and the big difference between you and other lawyers and the online services as well. Sure. The, the, yeah. I mean, you can go on a legal zoom and buy anything that they have yeah. to out there, you know, right. but when things go wrong, who are you going to yell at? Exactly. No one. Exactly. No one. So, yeah. all right. Well, we appreciate it, Rocco. We got to, and we have to end this conversation right now, but for all of our listeners out there, if you want to connect with Rocco and talk about business law, he can help you out. You can head over to his website, cozalaw.com. Uh, that will be in the show notes. And Rocco, thanks again for coming on the show. Always uh, fun time talking to you. Thanks, it was Rocco. my pleasure. We'll chat soon. All right. Take care, guys. Hey everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Channel. 
Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. That was a really great conversation with Rocco. Man, I love him. I love me some Rocco Cosa. Yes, always enjoy talking to Rocco. Always. Not only is he, he's got just a wealth of information and can hold a good conversation, he's got that voice that just kind of keeps you captivated. As really well. does. Yeah. He really does. And he's just, he's so ethical. And I, you know, I really appreciate that in he's an attorney. Just so ethical. <laughs> I appreciate that in an attorney. Is that, over him right is that now. weird? No, like it's usually like, we remember when we had him on our we did like an online 10 week online course yeah. right and like live course and he spoke and like i don't know week two or three and everybody was just like can i get his number can i get his number can i can yeah. you introduce me to rocco i'm like oh my god he has a business just call yeah. him like, you, <laughs> you have his contact info. he gave it to everybody <laughs> yes. all right let's talk gambling though let's do it because we... i am excited it's tourney time it is march madness yeah. is officially starting today and uh recap of the season so far that we started back in december for picks uh julie Wow. Nine and one over the past 11 weeks. You, uh, one of your games that you picked got postponed. So that didn't count. So you're nine and one me. I'm over 500, six and five. I'll take it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy season for you. And in my opinion, this is the time of the year or when somebody's on a hot street like this, you start fading those picks because there's no way that you can keep this. I can't going. sustain this. No, okay. it's not possible. Well, today is I'm going to we should put big money on my pick today. OK, I'm fading you today. Go. Um. So today we've got Um. I'm taking again. I'm going with blue. I'm going to take my Michigan. They are playing Colorado State and uh, Michigan is an 11 seed and Colorado State is a six seed. And I love the 11-6 matchup, right? 
and Michigan is a one point favorite. And I I think that's a good play just because at most of the time when the public sees a favorite as a dog, mm-hmm. they say, oh, well, I would be dumb not to bet on them. But right. That's well, a, the line opened at two and a half. Michigan was a two and a half point favorite and it's yeah. already down to one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sucker's bet, folks. Michigan's probably going to win that game. Oh, yeah. Michigan. So, so Michigan is not going to. I'm, I'm not going to fade you on today's hey, game. Thank you. Um, and uh, for me, I've got um, I'm taking Vermont getting five points at uh, they're playing Arkansas today. Oh, okay. And so we've got a 13 versus a four seed okay, here. But I think safe. it's going to be I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I like Vermont to cover. They, they might not win, but it'll be a close game. Perfect. All right. Let's let's do one more um, basketball related. thing. All right. Let's do it. Was the going to be the first number one seed to fall? So for our listeners who don't know. Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor are the four number one seeds. Yes, they are. Yeah. And I think the first number one seed that's going to fall is going to be Baylor. I think it's going to be Kansas. All right. And our uh, audio engineer for today, Ryan, thinks uh, Arizona's going to win it all. Arizona's going to win it all. So, But you've got Duke to win it all. I've got Duke to win it all. Yes, Coach, Coach K's final season, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a different direction. I'm gonna take Tennessee to win it all as a three seed. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And for uh, everybody out there, we want to thank Action Network. Uh, <laughs> unknowingly, they uh, help us with our gambling picks every day. And every day, that is <laughs> that is not an overstatement. Yes, and uh, yeah. So that, yeah, thanks to Action Network out there. That's where we got all the lines from. And for everybody out there who's wondering why we're talking about gambling on a business podcast. Business is a gamble and business isn't always about business. Sometimes it's about being, you know, having fun and doing things that uh, just kind of take your mind off the day. So Um, yes, let's jump into the news, I guess. I I know. Can I, can I do it again? What? Can I rant a little? Am I going to have a chance to talk in this segment? You are. Okay. I promise I'm gonna keep it short. All right. I promise, but I'm going to, I'm going to rant a little bit. So uh, you are aware of what happened on March 11th. I don't know. Congress gave themselves a 21% raise. Yes, I saw that. What the fuck? I'm just going to say it. 21%. Americans are struggling. We are literally, we we signed a $1.5 trillion bill on that passed earlier in the month. We gave included in that $13.6 billion to Ukraine, another $800 million yesterday. Congress gave themselves a 21% pay raise. And we've got Americans who are just like scrap, like a credit card debt is higher than ever. People can't afford groceries, like the cost of groceries going up, gas going up, everything is higher. But somehow Congress got a 21% pay raise. Yes, they did. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So first of all, everybody out there knows I'm not a big fan of government in general, but they have not given themselves a raise in decades. I believe I don't know. I don't know when the last time it was, but they they have not received them. They have not received a raise in a long time. And that salary, if that is their only source of income, is not enough to cover the cost of an apartment in DC. And that's a problem there because like a lot of people are sleeping in their offices or they can't do their job correctly because they're not getting paid enough to function in the city where they're supposed to function. Not saying that we should be paying them. This is a public service. They shouldn't be getting a ton of money, but there's another solution there. 
Like, like if, if this, if this is a problem, let's create the congressional dorm room and you can just, you can bunk up, you know, if you're a junior <laughs> Senator, you can bunk up with, you know, whoever the senior Senator is and, and, and the taxpayers can pay for it. That's fine. But we can just eliminate that problem. There's an easy, there's ways around this problem. Yeah. And yes, I don't think that I don't like the fact that Congress has the ability to give themselves raises, but it's also it's I I think there's more pressing matters to rant about. That wasn't much of a rant. I appreciate that, but um, then the fact that they gave themselves a 21% raise. Now, in my mind, that does say something about inflation that they don't want to talk about. And maybe the cost of goods are a little bit higher than right. they want. Yeah, you know, maybe everything is a little more expensive right. than yeah. they want to admit. Can I can I just drop a little bit of perspective in there as sure. well? Because a lot of people don't understand the difference between you know, million, billion, and trillion. They know that they're more, but they don't realize exponentially the difference. So when you, so that $1.5 trillion bill that just passed, right? So a million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds. Do you know how many, how long a billion seconds takes? Um, no. 31.69 years. Okay. Okay. You want to take a guess at how long a trillion seconds is? It's going to be a thousand times 31 years. So yeah, 31,710 years, years. Yes. So 1.5 trillion, we're just printing money. We gave 13.6 billion to Ukraine and we're, we're not doing anything to help the people here. Yes, I 100% agree. We, we, I, I don't like, well, first of all, I wanted one of those, the more, you know, things with the star, yeah, Julie, no, Julie explains numbers. The to, more you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Me um, too. Me too. But the, I, I hate those types of compare. If I stack a million dollars, it's going to reach, you know, the, what, like, the moon. Yeah, exactly. Like I hate all those things. Yes. It puts it in perspective, but you have to take those numbers and put them against other numbers that make sense. So they, like, I don't, I can't, I don't know off the top of my head, but you know, we're talking about the entire, like the gross, like the GDP of America is more than that $1.5 trillion. So is it, you know, 10%, is it 20%? I don't know off the top of my head, but to say, oh, well, you know, a million dollars is a lot of money to most people, but a trillion dollars, when you're talking about the world economy, eh, it's really not that much. Um, so if you put things in perspective like that and well, a trillion dollars is a lot when you talk about how much far in debt we are as a country. <laughs> well, we all know that that's never going to get paid off, just like our student loans, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I, it, it's uh, when it comes to anything, when you're benchmarking numbers, when you're when you're using numbers, like I can say, oh, revenue increased a million percent this year. Does that mean that you're actually turning a profit? No. Does yeah. that does uh, like does People that mean people use the numbers they want to make? Yeah. Point, does that right? mean that your revenue was fifty cents last year? Like, there's a lot of things that yeah, like yeah. when it comes to numbers that I just don't like because you can just put those in a headline and people are like, oh my god, look at this, they got a twenty one percent raise. But you have to look at the whole picture. I know. And I know. But if I look at the whole picture, my point isn't as strong. It's not. But I also. <laughs> but there's there's so many things and like it's it's a hard thing to change when it comes to. Like the government, for example, because there's so many people that are entrenched. There's so many, mm -hmm. I'm going to call them quote unquote traditions that, that there's no reason for Congress to actually be in person in Congress. We figured out this past two years that you can do everything remotely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, like, why don't we just do that? You can just stay in your home state and you can just vote remotely. And then that way you also have 
no excuse for not voting, right. for not showing up. Right. You can do this from and home. And you can spend more time with your constituents. You can do it from your phone. You can literally do this from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that job from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, granted, you can't grease pockets as easily from, you know, remotely, but right. that's a whole other conversation. But I want to jump into something that you touched on the beginning of the show that um, is just frustrating for me because it's along the same vein. Heart attacks? No. Uh, the fact that we, the Senate unanimously voted for daylight savings time to be permanent starting in 2023. Know, you know what they called the bill, right? This protect sunshine act or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the sunshine protection yeah. act. Who hates sunshine? We have to do this. <laughs> so you have better fucking things to do than to vote on this. That should just be a decision. There should just be one person in, in Congress who's just like, yeah, that was a dumb idea. That's antiquated. Let's just get rid of this. Move on to something that's actually pressing that affects people every day. And the best part is, so that that came out yesterday. This morning, I read another headline where scientists have said, actually, uh, it's better for for people for their their health. If we go on standard time, not daylight savings. Oh, dear time. God. So now we've got a new debate. Yes, we've got a new debate about what. And, and I agree. Let's just stick with standard. It sounds more appropriate than daylight savings time. Really and the rest of the world, a lot of the world laughs at us, including Arizona, because they don't recognize daylight savings. <laughs> Arizona time. and Indiana. They Parts of us. Indiana. Yeah. Hey, I do. Can I can I do one more quick real thing? Yes, here? quick. Um, so in a stunning work of irony, the American Teachers Union printed signs with the Ukrainian flag upside down. So their support signs for you for Ukraine are upside down, which is a fitting analogy for what they have done to our children's education. Sure. <laughs> Can you think of a better, better group to do it upside down? Well, yeah, yeah I don't even know. I mean, first of all, are the kids even going to remember but um, it's just two colors, right? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> uh, well, listen. And I mean, if you have been paying attention to anything in the news, social media, we all know what the, the Ukrainian flag looks like. We sure do. Yes. They're like, I'm, I can, I'm basically colorblind and I know, I know what yes. it looks like. Well, we need to wrap up. This was a fun show today. One thing we didn't say today. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy St. Patrick's yeah, Day, everybody. Pat Have some green beer today or some Baileys or Guinness or whatever it is you need to do to get your Irish on. And uh, we'll see you again next week, Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern for Defeat Chaos on the Voice America Business Channel. <laughs>